A nostalgic series of stylized paintings at state houses is about to go on show, the work of Pirongia-based artist Carmel van der Hoven. Though, what with the thousands that have been sold off, knocked down and gentrified, they're getting harder to find. The State House series makes up part of her mortal dream show. They will also include the large, brightly coloured floral paintings Carmel's best known for. We have images from both series on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash standingremoni. Well, Carmel says she's painted 60 works so far in the State House series, and she still goes searching for more houses on her travels. But what got her started down this track? I just noticed when I was walking around Hayes Common in Hamilton one day, there's a lot of state houses there, both still as state houses and then free gentrification, you know, very expensive houses. And I really liked the way the shadows were falling. There's the particular style, like with the three window pieces. So I know there's other state houses around, but this is the ones I focus on. And I liked their, their dimensions the way they were built, often the, the landscape's very sparse. There would be like one tree or a little bit of a garden somewhere. And I think I remember reading about that. There was actually a um, a style to the way they designed it. And, yeah, I just, I don't know, became sort of fascinated with them. Uh, I never personally lived in a state house. My mother did in Morrinsville. And for her, talking to her about it, it was very much like a nostalgic concept uh, from a lot of New Zealanders as well and so people could find that connection there and then I could bend and play with the colours and do my own form of gentrification if that makes sense so I could reinvent them. They're very joyful actually um, to look at them (laughs) because of your colour palette and actually I was thinking in terms of the colours, I'm no expert, but it kind of took me back in a way to the colours of maybe the 50s and 60s uh, and early 70s, you know, block colour and just quite bright colours. They did originally start out quite uh, realistic, so I sort of was working off a a photo I'd taken of other people's houses as I stalked around the neighbourhoods and I did this with the florals as well. I kind of want to make something more my own. And so things just slowly progressed and it turns out I like quite strong colours. So when I'd paint one, I'd go, okay, I know what colour I'm doing next. And it just sort of would build on from that. For the listeners, what what are the main colours you're using for the State House series? Someone once said to me they look like um, Wes Anderson's colours, so from the, the movies. Yeah, I guess that they do have a retro feel, although I don't really like the word retro. They're just very harsh. I don't often use straight colours from the tubes that I use. They're blended until I get exactly the right tone and shade that I'm after. And yeah, so just strong colours. And we should say also that we're not talking about hyper-realistic. You know, these are these are block colours. But I tell you, you know, looking at them even on the screen – Um, from a distance, I would look at that and think State House, something about, as you say, the windows, the chimney, the the size and shape of it, it feels very, very distinctive. They are interesting, though, as you say, State Houses, because of gentrification, very politicised, hey, they've been sold off, they're being rebuilt, um, existing ones have been re-insulated to make them better housing environments, very much in fashion too. I've got some friends who bought State Houses deliberately because they're so well built. I mean, they're an interesting part of our lives still. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely iconic. And I suppose in the last two years have become a a huge talking point, uh, given the fact that we just don't have enough homes for everyone at the moment. With my experience through welfare, I was on the DPB with my first kid when I had her. I was about 20, very, very young. And funnily enough, I was never offered. I didn't know that was an opportunity. Like I didn't know I could actually um, apply to get subsidised rent or a special house or something. So most of the money that I did receive um, via the DPB went straight to a rental. I imagine when people come and see the work, you must get some stories like the ones that your mum shared, you know, because as I say, they're such a part of our story for generations. But has that been interesting to you when people have responded oh, to the works? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I... You know, everyone has either they you know, grew up in one or they've bought one or I think we had some funny jokes where people said, oh, you can, you know, you can charge more for these because they're in Auckland, they're worth millions of dollars. So, <laughs> so it was, yeah, <laughs> there's all these different takes and I just kind of absorb it all. Like I don't really have a, a huge opinion on the whole political side of it. I'm going to keep that out of there but I I find it fascinating to watch and I suppose that's what artists do we tend to watch things and see how things play out and learn and pick up little pieces along the way. Is it an ongoing series like if you're out somewhere else or walking around are you always on the lookout for another state house that interests you in terms of either the landscape or the building? Yeah yeah I will Uh, there's some in Te Aumuru actually that I've been I drive past every day to go to my studio and I've been meaning to sort of get out when the lighting's right and take a few sort of snaps of those. And I've done some in Auckland and I think a lot of people message me and they say, come to this area. This area's got, you know, a lot of good ones. And so I think we're we're up to maybe 60, like, because I number them. So for the exhibition, the last one will be 59. 60, that's impressive. <laughs> that's really <laughs> impressive. And you're not tiring of them. They're a different style to the other stuff I do. So when I want to have a break, so the florals tend to be a bit more intuitive, these sorts of pieces I can sit down and just work on them calmly rather than a big burst of energy. You mentioned before that you're taking paintings or uh, photographs of the state houses and working from those. I get a sense with your floral works that there's lots of imagination. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, but I may be wrong. Are you working from photographs there too? Or do you know oh. flowers so well that they kind of, I don't know, it sort of pours out of you? Yeah, definitely not uh, recently. I haven't looked at a photo for so long. I originally started and they were, again, quite realistic, same with the state houses. So, you know, I needed a base to work from. And then, like, even with the state houses I made a series for Parlor Project a gallery in Napier and I worked on the same house and did 10 of those and after the first few I didn't need to refer to the photo anymore I was just using the dimensions from that I had grasped and then the flowers are the same there's definitely occasionally I will go and research a new flower because I'll be like I'm painting too much of the same ones But, yeah, everything's kind of very much coming from me now. 
Well, that's interesting with the flowers. So which were the flowers that you started out with and what were some of the ones, more recent ones, that you've um, tried? Uh, my sister has a flower farm in Parongia. So I just had access to her gardens and she had a particular, it was sort of like a free-flowing English-style garden. And that's what I first worked on with the florals. I once said that I'd never do uh, flowers, but here I am. (laughs) And then I think I went to the Hamilton Gardens and there's an Indian garden there that had a lot of potted colour. So very low lying to the ground, strong, bright flowers. And I I do sort of a mix of, I guess, mostly potted colour. And now I'm just sort of inventing things. I'm like, this flower can be purple. I, I guess there's anemones and uh, uh, poppies. Poppies have been a theme running through. Depending on how I paint them, they could look like anemones. I guess it's just their their flakiness and their their petals works really, really well, like as one big brush stroke with a very large brush. And so that can break up the whole canvas when I have these larger flowers placed around. And I tend to want to go for a very irregular look because I don't think nature's very symmetrical. So if something starts coming out too symmetrical, I sort of go, oh, how do I how do I mess this up a bit more? <laughs> and daisies have been kind of popping up. I think they're quite they're quite interesting because they come in so many different shapes and sizes and colours and there's a huge, huge range of them. Oh, the straw flowers pop up as well. Like there's an intensity to them and I can do them flat and pop them wherever I want. So yeah, straw flowers and daisies, I suppose, recently. I asked before about people's personal response to the state houses, uh, and that would relate, I I suspect, to their experiences of living in them. You'll also get a response for people who who love nature and who love flowers. So when people are standing in front of one of your large floral canvases, what sort of response do they get? I imagine smiling, but maybe it starts conversations with you too. Yeah, I I did an Instagram questionnaire about what, well, how people connected to the work and what it meant to them. Uh, It was a very varied response because a lot of people know when I talk about works, I'm often thinking about death. You know, when you have that moment of realisation, and you can only hold it for a certain amount of time, of when you understand your mortality and it's right there, then everything else becomes so much more enjoyable and vivid. It's a very small moment, but that tends to be what I'm angling for in my work. Some people pick it up. Other people go, I just love the, you know, the colours. I love the movement. And Mortal Dreams is the name of this exhibition, tying in with exactly what you're talking about, mortality. Yeah, yeah. And the dream part was I wanted to create something like this applies to the state houses as well. You know when you're in a dream, And it feels like normal, you know, you could be flying somewhere and then you end up in a supermarket and and it just feels totally normal. But then when you wake up, it's like that was bizarre. The works are like a a sort of reflection of that. So it looks like a garden from far away and then you come closer and you're like, this is 
not what it seems. And the state houses, some have pink skies, some are purple grass. It's just sort of a bit psychedelic. Carmel van der Hoven, her exhibition Mortal Dreams opens on Friday at the Tūrua Pop-Up Gallery at 369 Kaiba Pass Road in Tamaki Makoto. Our guest on the Laugh Track after the news is actor and writer Dan Musgrove, Palmerston North's best-kept secret, the Manawatu Sinfonia, Roderick Finlayson, the forgotten man of New Zealand literature, no longer, and renowned painter Judy Miller on responding to the land in her recent works, plus another tango number for all those people who think we don't play nearly enough of post-punk German legend Nina Hagen, here's their Tanzan tango, we dance the tango. Du mich öfter willst, so wie ich heute bin. Ich gebe mich dir und diesem Tanz ganz hin. 